Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm. Are we living in the future or living in the past? <laughs> you're you're about as good as you were two hours ago because it turns out that although we didn't think we were going to have a podcast this week, we do. Yes. So uh, you are hearing this uh, probably August 28th or so, but it was recorded on August 20th. Uh, in advance of James being gone. Um, while, you're, while you're listening to this, James is not close to a microphone. That's right. I'm not close to a microphone. I don't even think I'm going to be close to the internet. Anyway, we recorded last week's episode and we started talking about gaming and we just kept going for an hour. <laughs> cool. So uh, this relates to the article that I uh, plan to write when you hear this, we'll have written um, about gaming and disruption. So I uh, hope you enjoy. So basically, I wrote that piece about uh, like last spring about how con- how how Apple might disrupt uh, Microsoft and Sony um, when it comes to gaming. Okay, um, do you remember that? I mean, I, I I remember it generally. I think your thesis is absolutely spot on. So I I I I'm not so sure. Um, huh. So I also wrote that when I wrote the the, the so the you article, don't want to. Sorry, I was just going to say you don't want to do another quick episode right now talking about just that that we can. Well, I'm I, I'm still recording, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, uh, so I wrote the thing last fall um, about you know what what I think uh, Professor Christensen got wrong uh, about about disruption in the consumer space in particular, basically saying that there is the percentage of people that that care that are willing to pay uh, that you can't. You can't overshoot when it comes to the user experience, and that, and and especially when it comes to something like smartphones, uh, a small percentage of the market that cares is still a very large number, and that's and that's why you know that's why I felt that he didn't understand Apple and why Apple has been successful and why people predicting doom and gloom for Apple in smartphones because of good enough smartphones um, are wrong. Uh, if you take that sort of thinking and you apply it to gaming, uh, to play a game on a dedicated console, whether that be a handheld or one next to your TV, is a far superior experience to playing on a phone or playing on a tablet. Like having dedicated controls above all is makes a massive difference. And even if you have a a accessory controller for a phone, like not every game supports it. It's it's always a secondary thing. Like it's different than having it built in and having it be an expectation. Right. And and no phone will ever really fully support this because for the same reason we talked about last week, right? A phone is a general purpose device that's going to serve as many use cases as possible, mm-hmm. which by definition means it's not going to be the best for any one case. Just like Android needs to serve everyone, it can never fully serve the high end as well as an, as an iPhone can. Absolutely. Um, like I I I guess I'm questioning both my article um Gosh. and more broadly like consistently I, i'm really i really don't know if i'm buying the whole i mean certainly i think on the margins there are people who who might there's a marginal change on people who might have bought a console previously that won't now um but i question how much the core will ever will ever go away in a lot of these sort of specialized applications. Um, and again, I, comp- I think the real critical factor is the user experience point. Yeah, I'm, so I'm more bullish on your, your previous argument than ever before. And I mean, we talked, I mean, we talked about um, the, the disruption in consumer industries um, previously, and I'm, I'm, I, where I'm not entirely convinced is your criticism on why Professor Christensen is wrong. But let's not rehash that. I, I th- again, like the parallel here, I would draw is the one watching the evolution of the computing market. Now, there is no doubt that the number of people that there are still a number of people out there in the world that need IBM mainframes. Like there are still computing requirements or organizations out there that still need that. But the fact is, when we talk about the computing market nowadays, we're not talking about uh, what's happening in the mainframe market. We're talking about what's happening in the handheld market. Like we're talking about these general purpose computers. Now, these are small little like phones as opposed to mainframes. I think the exact same argument is going to get 
the exact same thing is going to play out in consoles. Yes, there is this there is this small and hardcore um, niche of, uh, and it's increasingly going to be a niche of people that want to spend five hundred dollars or whatever it is on specific hardware to have this incredible experience. But the fact is that these general purpose handheld computers that people are carrying with them everywhere has have expanded the market so greatly in terms of um, people playing games. Now you don't need to sit down for two hours after work and, you know, dial up your friend and turn on the TV and press three buttons and pull out the the, the gaming pad. Now you just pull out your phone and there's Candy Crush Saga or whatever it is that's big right now. These devices, like the power, the 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 power inside an iPhone, it's increasing at a rate that I don't think the I mean I think they're going to outstrip the power increases in the console, but even more to the point, for a majority of the population, the, the graphical power of an iPhone 5S is, in terms of creating a gaming experience, is beyond what most people need. And the amount of money people are spending on games on these handheld devices is only going to increase, and it's going to become a much more attractive market. People are going to start focusing more and more resources there, and eventually they're going to start pulling resources away from the consoles. If you changed console to iOS and phone to Android, th- th- there would be no change in the argument no, that Android will make against no, iOS. No, no because no. no, because like I'm not talking about a, a, a type of mainframe that one manufacturer creates versus the type of mainframe that another manufacturer creates. We're talking about an entirely different form factor. Like I, you, that's, you said it yourself. But, that, that, but no, but you, what, what you're missing is the difference. The, a, a PC could do the same thing that a mainframe could do, but could do it much in a much more accessible way and much more cheaply and 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 could and by being more accessible could do many more things. Like correct. Just like an iPhone relative to a console. Except that an iPhone will never be as good at playing games as a console. And it won't be as good, not because of the graphics. An iPhone very, very well may catch up to graphics. In fact, an iPhone blows away. I have an I, I just bought a Nintendo 3DS and it, it's atrocious. The screen's terrible, um, and it is a far superior gaming experience than the iPhone is. And it's a it's a superior gaming experience because it has dedicated controls. I, I mean, it, okay, I I would rather. How many people are buying Nintendo? Th- how many people are buying those? Things? No, but like, no, but this uh, this is. I understand what you're saying. I made the same argument, but this is this is the same thing that people say about this is the same thing say about the about the iPhone. It's not enough that people are buying iPhones. It's so many more people are buying Androids, and that in the long run, this is going to doom the iPhone. And and I guess the I, I am by no means, not even in the slightest, 100. No, don't, not at all. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that a console will be even remotely competitive when it comes to numbers with smartphones because they won't be. But but but, so, but 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 that's a different argument than saying that the category as a whole is doomed. Yeah, I I I'm more inclined to say it's doomed because the economics, the economics of, the economics of the, I I, re, I looked into this a long time ago, and so my numbers might be off. But the economics of the console business weren't that fantastic in the first instance, and now you're getting, in terms of like the job to be done of entertain me right now, you're getting more and more people thinking about I'm going to do this on my iPhone and less are focused on doing it at this high end. And eventually the the number of people that are using these high-end devices for entertainment drops off to the point where it no longer becomes economical to be spending even more and even more on even more sophisticated hardware that takes even longer to develop. And the games that that the development the development time for the games is so long and the cost of developing them is so great that eventually like it shifts just a little bit. And that's the difference between I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, iPhone versus Android device, but I feel like that's that's more a, 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 an argument of of Mac versus PC or or DEC versus Wang. Like they're making different decisions around business models and integration versus modularity. Well, well but is, but people people have been saying for ages that um, yeah, I, I I get your point. People have been saying for ages that. Uh, Development dollars and time is going to leave iPhone for Android. It's just it's going to cross a point at some point, um, and we and we haven't gotten there. Why? Because iOS users 
are willing to pay more for apps. They spend more time with them. Yeah. All, all these sort of things. So, um, on a uh, on a similar on a, uh, on uh, when you apply that to consoles, uh, people don't pay for stuff. Like the, all this money that's going in the app store is going to is coming from a very small segment of people who are buying uh, buying like playing these free free to play games and. People, what people aren't paying for is they're not paying for uh, the sort of people that are paying for these games are different people than the people who are paying for for console games. It's not like the money is not shifting from one to yeah. the other. So, so I hear you, and I I, I need to, to I need to ask you. Well, I need to ask you for permission for me to take a step back on this because we're talking about two different dynamics. Uh, one is. What's the difference between disruption and low-cost price competition? And the difference is disruption has a scalable advantage built into the disruptor such that when performance eventually increase as and it gets to the point where it matches, assuming it can, but let's assume it can, it matches the performance of, of the thing that is being disrupted, there's some scalable advantage that gives it a, a price or a performance advantage. So if it's the oh, same wait, wait, price... So, so I get that. So, But that's my point is that point is not going to come because... The what makes gaming dedicated gaming devices superior is not graphic performance; it's dedicated controls. But yes, I I hear you. Okay, but let 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 me finish. Like that, this is the difference between the argument you're making around Android and iOS. The equivalent argument in my mind is um, Four Seasons versus Best Western. If Best Western wants to compete with Four Seasons, it needs to hire the concierge. It needs to um, buy the expensive property. It needs to put in the expensive furniture and it does all these things. And its cost model fundamentally ends up looking like it's suddenly Best Western isn't Best Western anymore. It's the Four Seasons, but there's no scalable advantage inherent in its ability to do that. The difference between what I'm talking about with handheld devices and a gaming consoles is more like the difference between Airbnb and one of these hotel chains. There's a scalable advantage inherent in it, such that when it, if it, can, if it conceivably could move up the value chain all the way to the point where it has a, a an experience equivalent to the Four Seasons, then it's got this price advantage built in. Uh, and, and that, and you're right. Maybe, maybe these handheld devices don't ever make it to that point. But I think they're going to improve to enough that it fundamentally uh, alters the already uh, not fantastic economics of the console industry, such that it's just not going to be economic for people. Or if it is, maybe it, there's like there's one manufacturer that exists in the same way that IBM's still making mainframes. But fundamentally, from a gaming perspective, it's actually marginalized. And most people are focusing their attention on these devices, these handheld devices, which I think will continue to improve. And if it's if it's TVs and and if it's TVs and the actual form factor of the interface that ends up being so so important, well, like I can imagine someone selling me a ten dollar uh, USB or Bluetooth device that I hook up to my iPhone, and we've already got AirPlay. Like suddenly, all the power and everything I need is in the iPhone. And and sorry, Sony, sorry, Microsoft, what are you offering me again? So. The, 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 it, it's good you include that last point because that that everything else you said before didn't address the fundamental fact that a phone is not going to add dedicated gaming controls. Right, but like that's such so, a simple. Like if you're if you're Sony and you're telling me that I'm building a I'm building a competitive moat from the the disruptive tidal wave that's coming from these devices on the back of the fact that they can't. They can't connect to a television, and the hardcore gamers love TV. No, I'm and not they, talking about TV. No, I'm, talk, no, no, I'm no. very, I'm very specifically talking about the way you interact with with yeah, with, right. with the and, game. And, 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 and what and you're basically saying is, the, like, basically what you're saying is, oh, they could just add a ten dollar add on. And my my contention is that sounds very similar to saying, oh, well, all Android needs to do is add in the user experience, and then Apple's doomed. Like, I I I, I question whether uh, any device that is not from the ground up built for gaming will ever will ever be able to cross the chasm as it were to to being something that will satisfy 
that will peel off enough gamers to make the whole enterprise like fundamentally non-viable. And Sorry. and just as like I, I question whether Android will ever really have the experience and the interface and all the things that go with it that will peel off enough iOS users to make the thing unviable. Yeah, I, I mean, I I agree with the last statement. Um, and I think in part you convinced me of that in that conversation with the after hours thing. I think you convinced me of that. But you're talking, one is, one is price competition. One is fundamentally a case of where you draw the line in terms of where you focus and the types of users. The other is disruption. And you said yourself that like the graphics performance is going to catch up. Like the graphics performance of these handheld devices is going to catch up. Now, in the phone market where you, you, are, you are conceivably addressing a 6 billion or a 7 billion person phone market, I can completely see that you only need to have 10% of that and you've, you've, you've got more than enough to be happy. And even if it's 5%, gosh, even if it's 1%, particularly if it's like the 1% that really values user experience, I think Apple could happily survive with 1% market share in iOS. Like, I don't think that's a problem. But when you're selling consoles, you're not selling to 7 billion people. You're selling to some tiny fraction of the market that are quote unquote hardcore gamers. And I don't think the economics of that are going to, yes, I, I'm not going to argue with you that in all things being equal, a device built from the ground up is going to give you a better gaming experience. But this is the heart of disruption. Most people don't care. Like they're not going to go out there and they're not going to spend $200 on that handheld Nintendo that you just bought because they can't afford to. And they're certainly, most people aren't going to spend $500 on an Xbox One or whatever it is that Sony's just released. They just don't care. But they have the uh, they have a handheld device and if you can tell them that they can game like great like let let me let me have a game and let me play against my friends you know like that's all i fundamentally want to do i don't care that the experience isn't perfect cuz i don't have i don't have the the handhold control like it just doesn't matter but i mean were those people buying consoles anyway they they probably weren't but my expectation is that less people uh, less people are going to buy consoles in the future as the hardware and the gaming on these mobile devices continues to improve at a rate that the consoles can't keep up with. Except that there's, I mean, that's what that's what, that's what I've said. That's what people have been saying. Um, except that that's not really happening. Like there, the 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 games that are breaking through on mobile are games like Candy Crush, are games like game like. Game of Clans, which is like certainly there are there are much more gaming type. There, are, it's a very different type of game, and I guess the 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 question I have is I think it's very tempting to look at the market and to and to just see it as a whole, right? And you see, man, all these people who are now gaming on these devices without appreciating that that's a very different set of people than ones who are doing elsewhere, and. Um, and particularly when you see where the money is actually going, the types of games it's actually going to, um, it feels very much like there is a new market that has been built oh. as opposed to uh, that that is just almost completely divorced. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with that, but that's how disruption always starts. It always starts with non-consumers who are being completely underserved and then it moves up market. Now, I, I, can, I, I would say that if... People like companies like Blizzard and Activision, I don't think have been, uh, in fact, are they now the same company? I can't remember. But either way, like publishers like that who who create games that hardcore gamers, and I used to play, like, and I, I, I would if I had time probably still a little bit, I would still jump on and play StarCraft or something like that if I if I had the time to do it. But I tell you what, if if Blizzard found out a way to like, put that on my iPhone and such that I could then connect that to my computer display and use my mouse and keyboard to play it, I think I would be much more likely to play it than I would if I had to use my computer to do it right now. Um, it's just, it's such a hassle installing it on my computer. But if like there was an easy way, just download the app and away we go. I, I just, it's, the disruption hasn't fully taken root yet because people haven't, like they haven't made that connection. But I bet in the not too distant future, there's going to be a game that comes out on one of these handheld devices that is beyond anything that the consoles can do. And I, I mean, the other thing is a lot of the games that have targeted the traditional gamers have been bound by the existing 
ways of thinking about creating games in this market, right? So um, it's like we're going to try and put a first-person shooter and you're going to tap the screen. But there are fundamental differences in the nature of these devices that I feel haven't been taken advantage of in the creation of games. So they're inherently mobile. They have a camera. They have have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and you can wander around with them. Like what about there's this game, like, what about a game of Assassin with your friends where your interface to play it is, I think it's called Assassin, where someone has a bomb and you have to track them down or something. Like, there are, like, really cool ideas for games that you could come up with that are based on the mobile paradigm, but I haven't felt that, or I don't feel like companies have really, like, wiped the slate clean and tried to do something like that yet. Uh, you're, I mean, you're... You're arguing with the person who wrote this in an article, so I mean, you're not. So you're, you're not. You're not articulating. Um, don't don't say that I'm not articulating anything that you haven't already thought about before that. <laughs> well, no, yeah, that, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. But um, so something's caused you to revisit this, then. So what is it? Is it the fact that they haven't? It, it's the fact that these companies have brought out a new generation of consoles, and they look like there are some good games, and you're like, well, maybe this isn't going to happen at all. Is well, I, I think I think first off, I, I do think that the current generation of consoles is doing better than I than I anticipated. Um, particularly mm. Sony's, uh, you know, they just announced like 10 million units sold, which is actually a faster rate than the PS3. Um, that's part of it, and but the other part is is actually probably more personal than anything. Um, uh, and so it's always dangerous to draw from your personal experience, but in this case, it certainly has has made me think. Um, I I. The last I, I I played games when I was like in high school. I didn't really play play in college, um, and then I got a Nintendo DS back in like two thousand four or five or something, uh, which I played very happily, not a ton. Um, but then when my daughter was died, uh, or when my daughter died, geez, wow, when oh, my daughter man. was born, oh. <laughs> when my daughter was born, uh, I you know put it away and didn't have any time, never played it, um, and found myself uh, this spring. Uh, especially because uh, my job now is thinking about tech and doing tech stuff. Like I was burned out by the other day. I didn't want to like read Twitter and like do more. Like I wanted something else to do. So I actually dug out my old DS and was playing it again. And like just, and crappy graphics, you know, what from 2005 or whatever. Uh, and, and I greatly enjoyed it. Um, ended up getting, uh, when I was back in the States about a Wii U. Um, so I played some Mario Kart. I ended up getting a, a 3DS uh, and again, like in, in all cases, like, um, what was so I, I, I've bought actually a ton of iPhone games and all these high reviewed ones and people raving about them and both for I, iPhone and iPad, um, board games have probably been the most successful. I think those work mm. awesome on an iPad and, and that that's a great category that fits with, with touch. But in general, like I just, I find the experience not particularly compelling um, I've just never gotten into it. I haven't gotten into it in a way even remotely close to how much I've enjoyed playing like a proper game with a proper controller on, on like a proper console. Yeah. So and so, and, yeah. and I think what's the again the most striking is the 3ds in just because its graphics are atrocious. <laughs> like it's it, the screen like pains me to look at. It's so bad. So um, talk a bit more about what you like about it. Like what about the experience is great. I, I honestly, I, I just feel so much more. Uh, I really feel it's it's just the control. It, it's the it's. I feel so much more in control, and, and it makes it such a more engaging experience. Uh, as opposed to, I, I feel like I'm always cognizant on the phone that I'm playing on a phone. Yeah. Um, and and the in the, and the games that I've gotten the most into on iOS have been games like um like Kingdom Rush or whatever, like the you know like the tower defense sort of games mm. where. Where the touch works, it's it, it, it's a proper way to do it, and and it's not in the way, so you can be you can be immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just such a a a. And so I I don't think that iOS are bad gaming devices per se. I think they're great for the right type of game, just as PC and keyboards are great for the right type of game, and just as consoles are, are the right type of game. And um, and so I I just I, I guess I question. Um, I'm by no means a hardcore gamer, although it's, you know, I think it's an area I want to start following a little more closely, particularly because of this kind of theory that I have. Um, I, I really question, certainly phones are going to explode much more. Sorry. And then, and also 
the fact that uh, gaming hasn't really there's tons of games on iOS, but it is it it hasn't really made a meaningful difference for the the traditional gaming industry. Um, and the and the companies that have succeeded, these quote unquote disruptive companies, are all struggling. Um, no one is building sustainable businesses here. Um, and then three, like just the struggles of the iPad too. I mean, like why why isn't the iPad why is it sales slumping so much? Like it, it's not, it's not I mean, carving out a meaningful place in people's lives. In my estimation, there certainly isn't a push for people to keep to up be upgrading to the newest model, which is better graphics and better performance. Um, right? Yeah, I, and I, I agree, but I feel like that's a separate topic. So, so I, but, I well, mean, I, 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 it is for sure it is, but my but it it, it, it it's 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 tangentially. Rep- you asked what it was, and my point is that there's. All these factors that, um, and then combined with the fact that it, it did always bother me, quite frankly, that um, that console article uh, was in tension with basically what I was arguing before, that user experience is a meaningful differentiator that is that is a sustainable differentiator. Right. And I never, I, I just don't ever see uh, phones meaningfully cracking the the controller, the controller issue, and primarily because it's never built in, right? Like we've learned in gaming experiences that it matters what is built in because people don't buy accessories. You, as a game yeah, developer, you can't well, count that, people having them. Tell that to the guys who created Guitar Hero, right? Like I'm, I'm just not convinced by what you're saying because the fundamental, the fundamental, the hardest part of developing what you're talking about is creating the hardware that's able to create even more like a more sophisticated and immersive gaming experience. Now, there are ancillary things that have been considered from the get-go and the companies have integrated around it. Um, uh, like, for example, the gaming controller, you come back to that a lot and I think it's a, an entirely valid point of view. But here's the thing, like if, if the handheld devices improve in performance enough that conceivably they catch up or they get close, I mean... Maybe it but, actually. But what starts, vector are they improving on? Like my point is, they're, the, the they're iPhone improving in terms of so, so the look, iPhone look. blows away the 3ds in graphics. I think yeah. I, I feel like people from not in gaming, and this included me previously, over index on the graphics issue because yeah. that, that's the most kind of like right. thing that aligns with tech, and but, we get but, that. So, so here's the difference, right? Everybody owns and well, everybody owns one of these handheld devices in terms of a smartphone. Let's just put that out there as an assumption. And you're basically making the argument that someone's going to come along and spend $200 on a DS or whatever it is to get a better gaming experience. But what, a, what about if a company came out with a piece of software and integrated around the piece of software the same way Guitar Hero did when it brought that game out on the console? And it's like, okay... I recognize that the experience playing this game is kind of shit because the interface isn't right. But rather than just sell the game on the app store for 99 cents, why don't I integrate up and down and I sell it for for 39.99 and I create an integrated controller that that comes with the that comes with the game and that people can pair via bluetooth and um, and you know the performance on the iPhone is actually pretty phenomenal and lots more people have them and I think in terms of the choice, it's like, well, no one's going to go out and, no, I'm not going to say no one, but like choosing to purchase that piece of software or or choosing to to buy into that gaming experience is a $39 decision versus one to go out and buy a DS to get the same game, which is a 99 or whatever it is, whatever the purchase price is. You're talking about buying buying one one game. And so you're going to buy, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy a control. Not only that, but how much more difficult is it to, Get something set up with the iPhone to get it paired to have, manage have all that sort of. Have you tried using one of those Xbox things? They are they are more com- complicated to try and set up than than a Windows computer. It's ridiculous. Like it's a it's absolutely absurd how difficult they are to use. So okay. I'm not necessarily sure I'm buying that argument. Oh, okay. To set up, we'll grant you that to set up is a pain. Um, but Once, even to play it, all these logins and it's crazy. Like I feel like I'm a technically sophisticated person, but to sit down in front of one of these new Xboxes is to make one feel like a complete idiot. Well, I, I don't have an Xbox. I can't speak to it. All I know is when I want to play a game, I I put the disc in or run the most of my games I download. Um, 
I touch a button and then I'm playing the game. Like I don't need to pair my controller. I don't need to to mash to fit these pieces together. And not only that, like it's at the end of the day, uh, I think the a two DS the basic entry model is like one nineteen. Like it's that's not that much money. Um, you know, consoles will come down in price a few hundred dollars. Like it, it's not we're not talking about buying a multi thousand dollar sort of sort of purchase here. Like, sorry, sorry, and again, I, I, my point, my point is not that I, I agree the growth is limited and on the margins, it hurts. And I get your point that there's a tipping point, but, uh, I, 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 I guess in general, I can appreciate that the theory in the consumer market can limit growth. I think Android has limited the growth potential of the iPhone. I think that, uh, phones have limited the growth potential of consoles. Uh, where I'm increasingly uh, not sure I buy it is the belief that the the initial product is doomed. Um, is at least in areas where the primary differentiator is is the experience and is the input. I, I so I I'm so so yes I and I understand what you're saying and it's impossible to predict these things with absolute certainty because like there are still people out there buying mainframes I'm I still not convinced that an, a, a fair comparison at least in terms of using the theory is to compare iOS to Android for the reasons I've stated previously but here's another way in on this it's I remember back, gosh, it must have been the late 90s when Sega announced that they were really disappointed that they were dropping out of the gaming business because, you know, I, I love... Sorry, who was that of, you cracked, you broke? You. Sorry, uh, when I was really disappointed when Sega announced they were getting out of the console business. Like, you know, oh, every... Yeah, oh, sorry, I, Australian accent. My <laughs> my apologies. Um, they talk about Bob Seger, I was very confused. Yeah, Um they fantastic software, fantastic hardware. I think it was the Dreamcast, you know, like I didn't own one, but I loved the fact they existed and I'd played like their games on some of my friends' machines and it was awesome. But it, it turned out that actually they just made the decision to get out of the hardware business because it, there was only room for two players. And it, it was because of the, the massive amounts of investment that are involved to like develop one of these consoles, it just wasn't worth it. And it was clear that Sony had won with the PlayStation and Microsoft was there with the Xbox. There just wasn't room for a third player. I think... It, it turned out that it wasn't such a bad thing because they started bringing their software to other platforms. Now, I well, just, no, I mean, they, then they eventually went bankrupt and got right. away. Like it, it, it didn't turn out well for them. Um, no, and I, I'm not arguing. I think there will be consolidation and the market. You know, as as is probably necessary. I think there right now there are there probably are. You know, it, it, it how it, it is going to shake out. I, I I guess what I I just don't buy that it's going to. Go away. And, okay, but but let's play that out. Let's play out this consolidation, or that m- maybe the handheld devices, such that uh, when I say handheld, like an iPhone or something, maybe someone does create a game that connects to a TV, and you use it like a Wii controller because it's got an accelerometer in it, and it's it's not perfect, but it's good enough. And then suddenly that knocks out one player and you're in an ecosystem where there's a bit less competition and, and people who are, who previously dedicated resources to developing for that ecosystem, do you think they're probably going to go towards the mobile devices or are they going to go towards developing for the console devices? And my hypothesis is if they're, if they if they assess it rationally, they're going to go for the mobile devices because there's that much bigger and addressable market, and the hardware is going to continue to improve, and they feel confident that it's not they're going to make this big investment, and the platform isn't going to disappear. Well, this is this is the problem though. Is is well, first off, I mean the the major publishers have largely already abandoned Nintendo. I think the the whole Wii thing is interesting because I think what happened there was uh, Nintendo captured the captured the marginal market, the people on the edges, and it captured all the people who do think that iPhone gaming is good enough, basically. Right. Um, and, so, and, 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 and so, anyhow, so just give me a second. Let's leave that aside. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think where though where this gets problematic, in, in, to your point, is we now have seven years or so of App Store or six years of, of the App Store to look at, and there just isn't isn't nearly the amount of money in the App Store that that there is in consoles still. Uh, yeah. not, not even remotely close, and all the money that is being made is being made in in games that provide a very sort of different sort of experience and 
are reaching a very different sort of customer to traditional consoles. So I think at one point, the publishers were very eager to look and saw, saw it as the future. But now everyone's like, well, you know, actually, it's it, it, it's a bigger market. It, it The performance is there. But man, there is just no money to be made. And and so that that tipping point, I think, is maybe a lot farther away than it was even a couple of years ago. Maybe. I, I mean, these things are always true until they're not. I, I, I mean, right. But it seems maybe. like we're getting farther away rather than closer. You well, know what I mean? Like, I mean, like in 2012, it seemed inevitable that gaming on phones and iPads was going to displace consoles. You know, yeah, but this is this is true. But this some this phenomenon sometimes happens in disruption, where the last years of a company's a company's life end up looking like the best ones. Like, I, I mean, I, Kodak was on top of the world, right? Until all of a sudden it wasn't. Now I'm not saying the situations are perfectly analogous, but just th- this is, this isn't a, this isn't an, a disruption isn't an event. It's a process and it plays out sometimes in weird ways, but I am, I, I have a degree of confidence around your initial argument that this will eventually happen because the under the, the underlying performance of the of the the handheld devices, the mobile devices, will continue to improve, and it's so expensive to develop these consoles. And it's as that happens, people will find there will someone will crack a way of improving the experience on these handheld devices to offer people like me who actually have a bit of a hardcore gaming streak. Like I'm the next step. Like colonize me, I'm the next step. I have a bit of a hardcore gaming streak in me. I don't I don't own a console and I'm not gonna go out and invest in one. But you create a cool gaming experience for me that looks more like a traditional, whether it's a um, whether it's real-time strategy or first-person shooter game, and you make it good on that device, I will give you my money. Yeah, then- maybe, but I guess I, I, I suspect I would rather play a cheaply developed game on a on a console with a dedicated device, dedicated input system, than I would that were, that were the phone. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. But here's the thing: I never liked consoles because I was even. I okay, so don't don't shoot me, people. You, you included Ben for saying this, but I didn't like consoles because I never felt that the particularly for for games like first person shooters, I never felt that the controls were accurate enough as versus a keyboard and a mouse. Now, most people who are gamers like or and and who own one of these devices have a keyboard and a mouse and an increasing number of them are bluetooth but even the ones that are not you can buy a cheap bluetooth to usb adapter like make a cool first person shooter game that takes advantage of a keyboard and mouse and then find some way of connecting it up to a television using airplay like i, I it just doesn't feel that removed from well, first of all, i don't think apple even will allow that um oh well okay well maybe it happens on android then i'm not sure well but two um uh, the the your the problem is now you're not talking about the massive smartphone market versus the console market. You're talking about the market of people who have a device that is capable with an operating system that allows it and are willing to go through the, to the to the trouble, however easy it might be, willing to go to the trouble of doing that versus a built-in install base. And, and I, now I think the numbers are a lot are a lot closer than you than you might suspect. Maybe, but again, it's... Oh, and by the way, one, just one other factoid. NVIDIA announced their results a couple weeks ago. Um, and you, maybe this is to your point about Kodak. Uh, uh, fantastic results. Hugely big expectations. Primarily because uh, their gaming division, their graphics card division, um, continues to grow. And graphics card division, uh, so I th- I think I read the news, but the breakdown of the graphics card division, where is a majority of that revenue coming from? Is it consoles? No, it's uh, PC. Oh, God. I mean, good but, luck uh, to them. <laughs> well, no, but, but but the point is, like, I think, you're, to your point, the, the, the hardest core gamers are, are, I think, have traditionally been on PC. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, again, I, I've, I've played Quake a bit in, in college, um, but, uh, you know, I've always been more of a, of a console type person um, in those types of games. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I just I, I feel like in general, um, I'm definitely a lot more skeptical uh, or more skeptical than I used to be. Um, and no question, it's influenced by my personal experience um, for better or worse. Uh, but I just find it fascinating that that 
So on this specific right, yeah. point, on the user experience axes, on on the sort of input axes, if that is your point of differentiation, um, it's not for sure, but I think there's a possibility that there that may be a little more impervious to to disruption than than differentiating on on any other sort of feature. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't think this is going to happen overnight, but I think the march up market, in the same way that the phones just have are, are basically taking out Nintendo, uh, I, I'll probably get hung up and drawn for this if people still remember it. But I wonder whether so Nintendo's kind of like looking a little grim. I wonder whether the next generation of consoles there are going to be two horses competing against each other. It wouldn't surprise me if if the if the handheld devices continued moving up market, continued becoming more attractive for developers to the point where you end up and and the cost of creating a new console and everything required to do so gets to the point where there's only one console manufacturer left in the next generation in terms of the Microsoft versus Sony battle. Yeah, no, I think I yeah, no, and I think that's that that is where the argument can be made. I think what you know where the biggest reason Nintendo Nintendo's in trouble for a whole lot of reasons, but um, I think the biggest problem for them is kind of what, what I think we both said at this point. They around the Wii with the, the success they found with the Wii was built on the sort of people who would see uh, so, iPhone so they, iPhone yeah. success as good enough, and then right. they doubled down on that instead of appreciating that. That was an opportunity that that came and and it's now gone. They've basically tried to recreate that um, for a market that doesn't exist, right? And so let's play that out. Like my like if if I was an executive inside of Nintendo right now and I was faced with that circumstance, I would say, okay, where can we take this company? And and I know it didn't work out too well for Sega, but I would be inclined to say, well, the most valuable asset we have. Is probably the software and the brands that we the, the 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 franchises that we've built. I don't think we can afford to stay in the hardware game. It makes no sense. Let's take the franchises. Where are we going to put them? We're going to put them on the mobile devices, and and so begins the march up market. And and yeah. maybe they have to integrate around some element of the hardware. I I don't know, but that is my expectation of how it will play out. No, that, that, and you're you're not alone in that. I mean, the 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 number of tech people. Uh, telling Nintendo to to get on iOS devices is legion. Um, uh, my my contention is uh, I have no interest in playing Mario on a touch device as uh, it stands right now. No, but, no, I know you're right, and maybe there's like a official Nintendo controller accessory that goes with it, and that and that and yeah, I think if if that that would make that would make sense, and that's a very possible way for things to go. Um, the other alternative for Nintendo is to uh, is to you know in classic incumbent fashion go back up market, um, release uh, release a console that is actually competitive. Uh, I mean, I just don't think they have the resources to be able. It's so oh, they got a difficult. ton of money. I mean, really uh, maybe, but it's just so difficult to produce these things. The lead time on creating them is so long. And anyway, I, my understanding of Nintendo that's not in their DNA creating like going up market and competing on hardware specs. They, well, they, I don't know, but they, they always, back in the GameCube and Nintendo 64 days, they had the best hardware. Yeah, like actually true. what happened was they they lost in the GameCube days with the best hardware and somehow the lesson they took away was that good hardware is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then they succeeded in the Wii with with terrible hardware relative to to the competition. But the reason they succeeded was they, they the Wii's success was built on like all these people who basically bought the Wii for Wii Sports, and that was it. Like, all these people who had never bought a console before. So they hugely expanded the market. The problem was they expanded the market at the exact same time that the iPhone was coming out. And so that market expansion did not last very long at all. Um, and now and now they, they kind of, like, abandoned their traditional spot in gaming. And now they're in no man's land. Um, and, yeah, if, if they released a, heck, make it a $99 iPhone add-on, that you need to play their games um, on iOS, I, uh, that would certainly draw me in. Um, right, and and I'm sure Apple would welcome them with open arms. And then it's not too long before 
oh, hey, I'm like the next step. I'm like the, the games publisher, the next step up. I like appealed to a slightly more hardcore gamer. And rather than me having to make the case that it's USB keyboard and mouse, suddenly there's this population of iOS users that have this, this um, Nintendo controller and I can make a more advanced type of game knowing that this is the way people are going to interact with it. And suddenly there's more software available. But again, but, now, but I, 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 that feels a little like the best Western becoming a double tree. Right now, you're having some sort of high-priced hardware accessory uh, that, by definition, is limiting the size of yeah, the market. Yeah, right. But the scalable advantage in this instance is that everybody's already bought a smartphone before they decide they want to get into gaming. Right? No, for, for sure, so for I'm, sure. But if you, but if the whole reason you're competitive is by having an add-on device, the limit, the 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 market is not the number of people with smartphones; the number of people who have bought the add-on device. Right, and and it. Uh, Yes, yeah, so the, the, I agree with that. And then the software, the software, the amount of software that takes advantage of the add-on device continues to improve, increasing the population of people with the add-on device. The difference being between the Four Seasons versus the Best Western thing is that the scalable advantage is that Apple's developing all the hardware because it's and, and the games manufacturers. Like if I'm Nintendo, suddenly I don't have to build the hardware anymore. And if I'm a consumer, I'm already buying one of these iOS devices anyway because they're in my pocket and I need one. It's, I mean, you, you, you made the case earlier that the, general, the, the phone won't win because it's a general purpose device, but it's a general purpose device. It's in lots of people's pockets. And at the point at which it's in lots of people's pockets, um, Nintendo building some kind of interface to make it more specialized so it gives a better experience. I feel like it's going to be cheaper to deliver that than it is for someone to go out and buy a whole new device that has all the CPU and the graphics power and everything else. Yeah, but but the problem is the the, C, the CPU. I mean, the CPU and the graphics power is cheap. It's twenty bucks. I mean, like I I I, I this makes sense when uh, when. The price premium isn't that much. And again, I'm not saying what you're saying is not plausible. It certainly is. However, uh, what I'm saying more than anything is I, I think it's I'm not nearly as convinced that it's as guaranteed as 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 people think it is. And 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 the other thing is like there's a lot there's a lot of dependence on on Apple probably in particular um, doing a lot of stuff to make to make this possible. And 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 um, it's certainly it's certainly yeah, it's it's certainly possible. Um, and like I said, I'm the one who wrote. I'm the one who wrote that this is going to happen. So you're you're arguing with the, uh, six month old Ben or agreeing with six month old Ben. I'm arguing with myself. Uh, I can't even I can't even articulate what I'm doing because it's so confusing. You, you, you. <laughs> I, I, it, I'm, I'm not going to touch that. I, I feel like I shouldn't touch that. It's, it's. I, I, I think that the case you made previously is still the right one. And I feel like, my friend, you need to hold your nerve a little bit that these things take a while to shake out. One one quarter of Sony selling a few PlayStations, I, I, I would not, not want to be Sony selling PlayStations over the, ne the next 10 years. Um, I realize that there's 10 years between here and the end of that prediction. But I tell you, it's not, it's not a business I want to be in. I think they're in, uh, they're in serious trouble. Uh, it's not that actually I, I would argue uh, for me, at least in my position, it would be more nervy to 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 make this argument. Um, Which argument? To make the argument that uh, maybe consoles aren't going to be disrupted a as quickly or as severely as I wrote six months ago. I, I mean, so it's a so three months. Ago, so, yeah. Funny. Wow. Three months. So you still agree that it's going to happen, though? No, not, not not. Okay, so it's not a case of you don't agree that it's going to be as severe as six months ago or three months ago. You're starting to question whether it's going to happen at all. I kind of suspect that uh, it's kind of like the the jungle thing, right? Where there's a oh split my god, between, this is the best dodge of question ever. There's a split Sorry. between the tall trees and the stuff on the floor, and when it comes to total absolute numbers of sales and percentage sales or whatever, however you want to measure it, the general purpose devices for sure are going, are going to win the day. Um, but I suspect that there is going to be a, a very vibrant market, a niche market to be sure, but for specialized devices of all types. 
that specialized device might be. So, for example, I, I don't buy that. There, I, I disagree with Microsoft's vision of there being kind of one device to rule it all. I think there is a role for a tablet and a PC uh, and a phone. Um, and, and, I, and yes, I, arguably the phone and the tablet might be combined. I mean, the, it, all, the way these things play out is, is going to be interesting. There's lots of factors that go into it. Um, but the point being is I, I I think that one device makes sense under certain contexts, but not all contexts. And there are other contexts and other priorities, and people have different priorities, where having specialized devices does make sense. Um, and so you see like cameras, for example, right? Cameras, point and shoots are going away. They're dying. But the sales of SLRs, DSLRs have never been better. And I, and I think you could very much see the same thing happen in consoles where – Yes, the middle ground uh, where Nintendo's kind of found itself is going away, but the SLR territory remains not an Apple-sized business, not a Google-sized business, but a very nice, profitable business for longer than uh, we who see disruption everywhere might think. My, uh, okay, so so to uh, so. To come back to the earlier question, let, let's put some let's put some hard edges on it. In ten years, do you think Sony and Microsoft are still going to be producing? Will still have a? Will still be producing another generation of consoles, or will have relate like they'll be like actively working on producing another like generation of consoles? Well, uh, ten years time, hopefully not Microsoft. They need to get rid of Xbox for other reasons. Uh-huh. Um, uh, do I think there will be a PS Five? Uh, yes, I do. And and an Xbox, whatever. So you thinking they so they're gonna you think they're gonna create the next generation? Yes. Let, let's stick with that. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I I I think if, if and, I, and I, I think I probably didn't think that before. Mm, I, so I agree with your statement around the world's not just going to turn to general purpose devices. There are going to be specialized devices as well. I don't think it's going to be the case that the console market is a place that I'd want to be. I think. I oh, think I'm not saying it's an amazing bit. Like it's not going to be a no, high. No, no, no. I business. understand, but I, I think it's actually going to shrink. I think the amount of people that that spend money on consoles it's it's going to decline because because of all the reasons that we've stated before. And I think it's it's going to drop down to one manufacturer and then one manufacturer in isolation with no competition isn't going to isn't going to push as hard and then everyone who is just focusing on the one that dropped off then moves on to the 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 mobile devices they continue to improve and eventually it just becomes too expensive to develop another generation and all bets are off. I I I think that's the way like the console business is like that old television when you turn off the tube, it's like, like, and it sucks in and there's just this little white dot and then it disappears. I think it's in trouble. Like the movie business? That <laughs> I like the you, you, business. YouTube is, is making the movie business go away for sure. I, I'm not making that argument, Ben. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so in, in 10 years, or do you think there will be a PS5? Um, do I think there'll be a PS5? So that's a good question. So the next generation. Hey, I, I said no, yes. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if, if so here. No, the, the, the follow-on question is, will there be a PS6? Yeah, so, right. I think if there's one more generation, that'll be it. Um, so you think there will be a PS5? Yes or no? I think there's a, there's a chance there could be a PS5. No, you have to say yes or no. On balance. Actually, on balance, I'll say no. I'll say no PS5, and then for sure no PS6. Yeah, I, I that's and it's either it's either one of it's either the PS or the Microsoft. I think one of or the Xbox. Maybe Microsoft doesn't own it. Maybe it gets spun out or something. But I think eventually you're going to get to the point where there's only room for one of these uh, one of these um, platforms of consoles. Now, I well, fully the, admit I mean, the, you've, the you've th- pushed me and my timing may be off. It may be one generation after that. But the on other, balance, yeah. No, there's one more thing too, is all, all these advancements in hardware um, on the smartphone side, like that that benefits other areas too. So, yeah, I mean, like the, the, PS, the PS4 and the Microsoft are both running on ARM chips. Um, like they're benefiting from the kind of the arms race that's happening uh, in, in that area as far as development goes. And like, there's no reason why if if the if an iPhone has superior graphics, like 
There's no reason that a console can't have the exact same graphics. Yeah, now, I, now I, I, yeah, I already made the argument that a console has a long lifespan, whereas a phone's replaced every year, and it, so it improves by the end of a console lifespan. A, a, a phone is arguably way better. But so, so it's interesting because, like that, that in itself is my argument, right? If these are fundamentally, if you're just buying, like. When you pay for a console, most of what you're paying for is that box that sits under the TV. You're not spending a majority of your money on the controllers. If we accept as an underlying assumption that everyone is owning these handheld mobile devices, how much of a stretch is it to say that someone figures out, actually, why don't we just stick the phone under the television instead of a box and find some cheap way of connecting the phone to the television? And then instead of asking people to pony up four or $500 for one of these consoles, we ask them to pay 20 bucks for two sets of Bluetooth controllers. And effectively, we have the same thing. It's always effectively the same thing. Android is effectively the same thing as iOS. Okay. All right. I'm not going to convince you. I, 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 I think the Android iOS thing is different. It's, it's because there's no scalable advantage. And, and when people sit down to buy a smartphone, they're making a decision, Android or iOS. But in terms of the way people live their lives, they make a decision around that going to people ha- will have smartphones. They're making, the dis- they're making a decision between spending between spending $250 on a phone and spending $650 on a phone. A, four, I, a $400 difference. Oh, I, by I, the way, $400 will buy you a PS4. Like, you're, you're not, you're not, I mean, I, it's, that's, a, that's a neat way of framing it, but you haven't convinced me. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, my point, I, I, it, I sometimes feel like disruption in particular, it makes so much sense on a theoretical level. Um, but when you get into the actual, like, real life application of it when you get into the nitty-gritty of of pulling all these pieces together and making a modular system work when you get in the nitty-gritty of like actually how much money does this actually cost and it's not actually that much um that it, it especially in the consumer space when you're dealing with when ease of use and user experience is a high priority which it is not in the business space where the buyer is not the user um i, I feel like in this space in particular I think the theory is not does not encapsulate as much of the consumer experience as as it does in other spaces. Yeah, I mean, again, you and I are just gonna have. Yeah, I mean, th- there's an element of truth to that statement that when um, when when performance is judged on experiential terms. I mean, we covered this in a previous podcast. I I I, I not. I, I don't. I don't mean to be. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but n- none of what I've heard has changed my mind. Like this is the reason why. This is the reason why. And we talked about it. Like handbags haven't been disrupted. It's because it's 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 it has to do what you're talking about in terms of selling to consumers has to do with an emotional job. How much of the element of the job to be done is emotional? And I accept with things like handbags and whatever, there is a very large percentage of it that is an emotional job to be done. And it's very hard to disrupt that. But when it comes to something where where the there's no there's no special um, um, magic about creating an, an experience around um, uh, around hardware for console like a console gaming experience. Like I just refuse to believe that there's something. I think yes. it matters that it's integrated. Like it matters that that a console is an integrated gaming experience as but opposed what, to what you're proposing is is a modular is a modular sort of thing. And I get that theoretically the modular one will win, and my contention has been that there are there are costs beyond money um, that come with a modular experience that 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 inexperience. Um, no, obviously we're not going to convince. I and I, yeah, I I'm I'm already I already wrote your your argument, so obviously I'm the one that that's. So you um, you've, you've done all my thinking for me. Is that what you? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm saying like. <laughs> I, I, I have. You see both sides of the debate. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not fully convinced that 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 I'm right to to switch it. I'm. Well, you must be fully convinced that you're right because you've taken both sides of the argument. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It just depends. On, yeah, it depends on. I'll have an art. I can always pull up a thing from my archive saying I was. Yeah, right. that's right. I wrote both sides. I was right. 
<laughs> Sorry, I you kept on jabbing me with like I wrote this two months ago. I you're hey, already I deserve it. Me. Um, yeah. So okay, well I think we have a, a podcast for next week now. We do. Um, I, and I I so to people listening next week, we weren't expecting to have a podcast for next week, but it ended up being that we finished talking about the podcast last week and we got into gaming and it went for another hour. So now we have two podcasts. Excellent. Um, um and I just have to write this stupid article. Yeah, you do. Ben, as always, a pleasure talking to you. This was a lot of fun. You as well. Enjoy your week off next week. Oh, and congratulations on Medelia's funding. I know it was all yeah, because I know. of you. Very exciting. Um, like one of the largest investments Sequoia's ever made in a single company. So yeah, we're really excited about some of the stuff we're doing. Um, so yeah, and it's great to have backing of a company like that. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I heard it was because you're associated with me. <laughs> well, that's not what you tweeted you tweeted that it, you heard it was associated because they were associated with me i didn't realize you'd made the connection all the way from me to you but uh, yeah. i was i was saving that for the podcast <laughs> yeah fair enough cheeky cheeky on both counts ben thompson cheeky on both counts but all yeah right. thank you very much all right sounds good uh have a yeah, have a good week off and i will see you in september sounds good talk to you then